Hi all and welcome to Pitch Please. Uh, thanks to those who've been tuning in. It's been a minute since we've put out a podcast, but uh, felt this was a really great time to do so. Um, we do, however, appreciate the feedback we've been getting in the past. It's been very helpful. Uh, we are Rebellious PR, a boutique PR firm making space for underrepresented founders uh, in Los Angeles and in Portland, Oregon. Always finding ourselves, of course, breaking down the walls in our relentless pursuit of visibility for those movers and shakers out there making waves. Um, of course, we work in a myriad of industries, all seen through the eyes of a team that consists of rebel rousers, thought leaders, and free thinkers all in of itself. Um, and of course, I am part of that team, Megan Jones. Thank you for turning in. I'll be uh, taking you through the pod. And of course, our founder extraordinaire, Evie Smith. Hi. It's a, it's a very intimate <laughs> recording today with just you and I. It, it It is just you and I, a little one-on-one sesh. But um, I feel like it's sort of great to be able to tackle sort of our theme of the the season, right, has been disruption. And yeah. man, oh, what a disruption we had. Yeah. But, but, holy shit. Yeah, holy shit. Um, but we're here to let you know, keep calm, carry on. Um, the purpose of this episode is to prepare you as a small business owner, an entrepreneur, the freelancer in you, how to make it through essentially an, an impending recession, right? Um, the stock market has plummeted. It's a cold, hard reality. The business, as we all do it, uh, is about to change. So all of this is happening while we're social distancing ourselves, not quite quarantining ourselves unless you are a person that's uh, has to quarantine uh, and trying, of course, just not to further spread uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus. So can we just so, like, take one pause and talk about like we are living in a Stephen King novel. We're talking about mass quarantining and social distancing and like like it's normal. Like we've been doing this for a week and all of a sudden it's our reality. Like, yeah, it's just no, no it's, it's so strange when I like stop and think about it. I'm just like, why are we living in the stand right now? <laughs> I was just like, this is so difficult for me to sort of wrap my brain around, right? Like, you know, obviously this has been happening for a number of days in the, well, months within the world, uh, you know, I would say weeks to days within the United States. Um, but it's still, and even though we as publicists and as humans have been dealing with this day in and day out, um, it's still very difficult to like wrap my brain around that like wow every everything i saw on tv is true i saw i think the the best thing i saw today was um simon pegg and nick frost did like a kind of like a video bit from um shawn of the dead where it was like the plan which i don't i'd forgotten that part of the movie but it was just like and it basically it was like you know the key takeaways were like don't be a twat you know, you're, this isn't just about you help others have a cup of tea. Um, and I, I just really loved that sentiment and I'm happy that we're, we're moving into a, like, let's help each other through this, um, sort of theme, um, as a society, which is nice. Um, <laughs> cause I think everybody kind of had like a existential dread. What am I going to do? What about my business? What about me? Um, moment. And so I think that's sort of like, also like on the theme of the podcast, it's like, we're here to help you guys. Um, We're in a very unique position to, you know, we are a small business. Um, We are a startup, but we also work with startups and we work with businesses of all sizes. And so we're kind of seeing like how this is affecting 
across a lot of different markets. Um, so we're hoping to just like be a resource and, um, you know, I think the name of the game right now is shape-shifting. Like the way that <laughs> you did business two weeks ago is not going to be the same way that you do business two weeks from now um, and ongoing. And so like, how do you fit into this new economy? How do you fit into this new world? Um, what are you saying? What are you providing? And also, um, how are you running your business? Right. You know, uh, you know, just on the grander scale of, of things, just talking about like the ecosystem of economics as a whole, um, you know, what big business uh, and big tech does, right, unfortunately creates big market shifts. So as a small business owner, it's really your responsibility to, you know, uh, make sure that you're prepared. Do you have a contingency plan for something like this? You know, do you know how you'll be making payroll? Do you have a plan in place in case you have to do layoffs or, or scale back? These are, are definitely things that now, you know, you you need to consider, um, you know, before it was like, oh, is somebody on my team going to get pregnant? And do I have a maternity or paternity? Um, and now all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, oh, do I have a, a pandemic uh, plan in place? <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, the, re- um, the realities of recession are that, um, it, like, generally, as far as I've seen, like, a recession never just, like, you don't, like, glide in easy to a recession, and you're like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Like, usually a recession happens at a height of a boom. And, like, you know, our economy has been doing really great. Um, you know, there's been a lot of money <laughs> for a long time, like for a really long time, like probably since like 2012, 2013. And that is like a pretty good run. I mean, the mm-hmm. unique thing about the recession we're about to be in and that we're, we're in is that it's affecting every single sector. Um, and there's really like a, like a handful of sectors that are markets that are um, delivering to people what they need, like quite literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Delivery services, yes. You're probably doing well. If you're in e-learning, you're probably doing well. Our cannabis clients have seen a, a you know, a boost in orders um, of their CBD products. And so I think that there is, um, there are some things, some products, some markets that um, are going to see a, a temporary boom out of this because of people being stuck in their homes. Um, but I think on a whole, like, it's, it's hard to say like what the recession rules are when it's not market specific. Um, you know, before, you know, in 2008, when I was working in tech in Silicon Valley and hiding under my desk, hoping to keep my job, which I did, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, we kind of could wrap our arms around, around it and kind of understand it and understand, you know, the, um, the housing crisis and, um, you know, the, the financial, the financial stuff there. Um, and, but this is so much bigger than all that, where it's like every major sport, (laughs) every airline, every, like everything events, like everything is going to be affected. So it's, it's kind of like a a whole new world, not to quote Ariel, but. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah. Wait, no, Jasmine. No, a whole, oh, you're right. I was thinking of look at this stuff, yeah. isn't it neat? But you know, yeah. what a time to know your Disney princesses, Megan. <laughs> Top cat, as always. Sorry, but not sorry. Told toast, Jasmine. Uh, what I wouldn't give to be on a magic carpet. Ride oh my god, right. I'm so jealous of my cats right now. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. no, that is that is for real. I mean, jealous of this little dog that's in my lap. So I, I hope everybody out there is is able to have a some sort of support animal or human. Um, but I, I think it's really important 
you know, businesses, a, I feel as a whole, both small to large, are really having to take a step back, right? And, and think about internally and externally how they're communicating as a business, um, especially so as not to um, sort of like appear tone deaf. Um, and second to that, you know, realizing not feeling defeated, right? Are like not laying down and just taking it, like knowing and seeing that there could potentially be ways to innovate and survive. And I think that um, there definitely is an opportunity for that. Um, and strength in, in having a communications plan, I think, is sort of a start. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like, it, it's kind of like two things, really, is I think that, you know, as small businesses, like we have the ability to move really fast when we want to. Um, you know, we don't, you know, generally have a a very much like an impeding board of directors and all these layers of like approvals that need to happen and all these like, um, stakeholders. Um, usually there's just like a couple people in charge. And so I think like really taking advantage of that right now and running, you know, I, I say like create strategy, but like also run really fast. Um, because like, you know, there's like a real opportunity right now to innovate a real opportunity to engage, um, and a real opportunity to, to kind of shift, your offering or what it is that you are doing in the world to like fit into this new world that we're in. Because, you know, I, I think what's always really interesting in these sorts of times is like seeing what people's um, anxiety reactions are and like how that makes them act. Um, and, you know, some people have the kind of anxiety where they, they have to keep moving um, sort of like innovate or die. And then other people get so anxious that they sit on their hands. And like, I think, you know, unfortunately, those are the people that their businesses are like very much at stake right now. And so I think it's really recognizing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and and, and getting kind of a game plan to work maybe around yourself, <laughs> you know, um, but also just, you know, run fast, innovate, like, like now is the time to get weird and try get weird. Mm. I mean, that is just like something we say around here all the time. Anyways, it's like, let's get weird on this. But it's, it's like, it, you need to get weird right now. There's never been a more important time to get weird. Well, definitely. And I, I think, you know, we were seeing that before this sort of happened, right? With, you know, definitely some of more our more niche clients. Um, but just in general, right? It's so hard to cut through the noise. Um, and so having to be, you know, weird or innovate is like something you are already having to do as a small brand or business owner, or you should have been doing. And so now it's like, oh, you have to, you like, you literally will perish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think there like hasn't been a more important time to think about like what your external communications plan is. Because I think mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of times, you know, I feel like small businesses are kind of flying by the seat of their pants. And even if they have a social media person, it's like, it's a little bit like prescriptive or, um, you know, it's, it's not super strategic. And so I think really like every piece of content that you're putting out, especially in the next couple of weeks during, during this health crisis, it needs to be like very thoughtful. Um, and like maybe like r running that past a PR professional or running that past a communications professional, professional and thinking about what your cadence is. And if you are trying to, you know, offer people, connect them to a great product that you have that could help them right now or make them feel better. It's like, how are you saying that or stating that or offering that in a way that's sensitive to the to the world around you? 
Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to um, a webinar on crisis communication um, and it was saying how social media has actually is like the worst thing to ever happen to crisis communications. Um, um, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Purely because it's so short form. Um, it allows it's usually where a brand goes to be sort of like loose and casual and you know really sort of connect with their with their audience which is obviously a great and fine but you know there time there comes a time where you know like shit you need to get real like and and that is not the time to do it on like Twitter or Instagram or but again having the sort of like forethought to have a plan in place to be able to utilize that platform in some way ultimately right but I think it comes back to like do do you have an email list like people I'm I'm hoping are still like you know get back to the basics like really create more of those um, more intimate touch points, I feel is going to be. Yeah. And I feel like I've gotten more emails from lists I didn't even know that I was on in the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks than I have ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always really fascinated by like how people handle these things. So I'm, I'm, I never really unsubscribe from lists because I'm, I'm always just kind of like curious what people are doing. Um, but I would say like every message I've gotten in my inbox has been a welcome message. Um, I feel like there's, I think that we've, we've heard from, um, various leaders that we work with or that we know that there's like a hesitation, um, to just jump on, they feel like jump on the bandwagon and get a COVID-19 message out there. But I really feel that like every message I've gotten has felt, it's nice to hear from those people. And I think it's just like, it kind of just feels like community. And um, even if somebody is saying something that's like not particularly unique, um, it's still just kind of nice to see that they're, they're making the effort right now. Um, And I think everybody should be making an effort right now. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Like, even if it's, um, you know, something, something small, I think it's definitely important important to have um transparency and and communicate uh in in every sort of facet of your life right especially now um but i'm curious to know um you know something we talk about quite often that you know most probably business owners just aren't savvy to right because they they don't they aren't in the trenches so to speak like us but what it mean what it means to be like living in a news cycle um because that is, you know, truly something to consider that, I, you know, a lot of people don't, when it comes to their product launches, they're not thinking of uh, pandemics or <laughs> they're not thinking of um, elections or they're not thinking of sort of anything outside of the scope of what, you know, they're working on, which rightfully so, right? Um but yeah, I just kind of want to open that up to discussion so people can like better understand what, what, that, what that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the news cycle, I mean, this is so unprecedented, but like, let's say a normal news cycle is a, an, is the election. Like that is something we expect, uh, you know, in especially with this, you know, current administration, it's been like one news news cycle after the other, with depending on the um, economy and everything's so important that they fuck up. Um, I really doubt that there's any Republicans that listen to this. So we can just talk about what trash the Trump administration is. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, which I would anyways. Uh, so yeah, like during, <laughs> during the election, you know, like that is, you know, in November that couldn't, there could not be a worse time to try and launch a product in November of an election year, no matter who's running for president or what the, the current shit show is. So, I mean, and what is happening is that, um, almost every single news outlet, um, whether they're actually news or lifestyle, is looking for a um, election angle, and that is the news cycle. So whether there's like actually big news breaking, um, or people are just trying to get content out because they know people want to read about the election, everything kind of has to be election minded. Um, and so now we're living in that, but like on a much more amplified scale. Like we went from being like um, a windstorm to a hurricane. Um, and so we are currently living in like the craziest news cycle I've ever experienced. Um, but every, every single news outlet is looking for COVID-19 hooks because they also know that's what people are reading and their paychecks are dependent on those clicks. Um, and also people want information. So, I mean, like we're really trying to have like everything have some sort of relevant angle. And if it doesn't have a good angle, we're not pitching it, you know, cause we also want to like respect our journalist contacts. And, and that's just also for like a little bit to expound a bit further on that is, you know, um, that's everything from like your general, you know, news outlet, like every type of outlet is looking for this. That's your refinery 29s to your, to your tech crunches to, you know, just USA Today's to like just every, literally every facet they're are they're trying to draw a line. So, yeah, definitely something to be cognizant of. And yeah, as you know, uh, we again don't want to be tone deaf. So, what to pitch to press and what not to pitch. And I think I was just going to say it's about knowing your lane. Yeah, know your yeah, lane. yeah. Yeah. Stay in your lane. This is the time to do that very much so. And do your research, do your homework. Um, you know, like writers are on Twitter there you can easily look up a, a writer's bio and what they most recently wrote on so you know you'll know if you're barking up the right tree or not like just a little bit of effort I think goes a long way because you know obviously their inboxes are like completely bombarded um, and media jobs it, it, as it is are already scarce we've been seeing people get fired or publications go offline this week which has been literally nuts. Um, and also I will say, uh, being married to a journalist, um, like she tired, you know, mm. she's, I mean, she's just working really, really hard. And I mean, I think that's like one example of like one person on a publication, but I think everybody, this is something that is happening to them that they are experienced and that they are having to report on. And so, you know, we think that we read the news and track the news. Like it's like the way that media people track the news, it's compulsive. Um, so that's like this thing that they kind of can't get away from. And like, they literally can't get away from it because everybody's stuck at home. So it is like, it's a super unique situation. Um, and I think we just have to be really gentle with the reporters in our life, um, and really be respectful. I mean, I keep talking about this week, um, looking them in the eye over email and just being like, how are you fellow human? Are you okay? 
Like, can I mm-hmm. Postmates you lunch? Like, what do you need right now? Um, also, here's an angle for you if you're looking for it, or here's some sources if you're working on something. So just being really uh, cognizant of what you're, what you're trying to put out, you know, think twice before you mail merge is just like what I've been saying all week. And, um, you know, really, really think about, um, you know, how we're guiding our clients right now. I know we've had to, we've had to tell people to postpone launches. Um, you know, we've had clients, you know, give us 30 days notice. We, I mean, it's been like a real mixed bag. We also, like I said, we have clients who business has never been better. So what do you do with that? (laughs) It is a crazy topsy turvy world we're living in. It's a mad, 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 mad. Is this where we do our like 1920s newscaster voices? Yes. See, hi, coming at you from uh, cloudy Silver Lake, uh, (laughs) California. Uh, Lost it there. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think we're all losing it here. That's to say the least. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, a little, you were kind of talking a little bit about what I felt at the core is we have to protect our community, right? Because that is sort of at the end of the day going to get us through being kind, be kind, rewind, but like taking care of our community is something that, um, is just, yeah, it's, it's super important for everybody that's dealing with this right now. And not to mention that like, hopefully, right. The, this sort of, brings me to the importance of reputation management in the sense of brands that have been delivering that, you know, reputable, like reputation of being transparent and like garnering, you know, really great feelings from their audience. Now, this is this is the time to, to lean on them and lean into that and like really sort of embody your community, like let them be there for you. Um, so that's just something to note too, I think is that, you know, you really, as a brand have to, when, again, whether you're launching your brand for the first time or a product or whatever, you really have to think of how you're supporting your community, how, what you're doing, you know, is a long-term going to affect you. Um, and even when it comes down to, to something like this, um, you know, to be able to have that forethought. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, um, you know, uh, I feel like this country is built on the backs of small business owners, but I also think it's our job as small business owners to lift up the other small business owners around you. It's not just about your small business. It's about, it's about everybody. And if we get into, you know, a me mindset, we're all fucked you know, all the toilet paper is gone. We have to like really be sharing that family pack with everybody we know, um, checking on the people we love on a personal scale, but also seeing how you can help other businesses. And it's not, you know, just about making money. You know, I think it's really about seeing us succeed because it's like, if, if we can, if we can bring back this economy, who knows Mm -hmm. what can happen. But, you know, I, I'm a true believer in, um, you know, what goes around comes around and, um, you know, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of conversation right now about, you know, buying gift cards from people, you know, services that you can't go in and see and, you know, paying your cleaning people, even though they can't come to your house or that you don't want them to come to your house. Um, and just kind of like seeing like kind of business as usual, even though business is not usual and, and just really hoping that that will trickle up, which is not a thing that happens, um, but trickle up to small businesses. And then that'll trickle up to big business as well. But like, we can't have just the entire, like, 
bottom third of our whole economy crash because that doesn't that's not great that is not great for any of us no not at all you know and it's uh it's kind of funny I had this random thought I don't think I had shared with you but recently the article on the Amazon shipping facility yeah seeing that break today um and I was like wow how interesting I wonder if that's like if that's the thing that's gonna flip us right whether like okay that's what's gonna take out amazon (laughs) and maybe that would potentially put funds back into small businesses or allow for further innovation in small businesses of course it could go the other end where we're all just like even further screwed but yeah, it's so so interesting how, you know, what was true, you know, at 11 a.m. is not true at 11 p.m. and how quickly things are changing. Totally. And, I, I you know, like if I had to predict, I think what we're going to see is... Open um, your crystal, get out your crystal ball. Oh, yeah. Let me just, I I just keep it. it under my desk. I'm going to put it right here. <laughs> um, I'm going to rub it. No, that's a genie. Um, is I think what we're going to see is that... Um, Big national services like Amazon, like, are just as um, vulnerable as small businesses to getting this fucking virus. And, like, once it's there, it's, you know, things shut down. And that's, you know, that we have to. That's how we're going to flatten the curve. And also, also like, nobody wants to get this fucking thing. Am I right? Um, am I but, right or am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> COVID-19. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um it's Jerry Seinfeld. Um, but I think that there's a real opportunity for local and regional businesses to step up or for people, local and regional um, entrepreneurs to innovate. And so I think whereas things were coming to us from like, who knows what warehouse that Amazon owns, um, I think that there's like a real opportunity for like supply and demand to operate within like a local ecosystem. And like kind of that's like what needs to happen. You know, like obviously there's like the bigger economy um, on whole and there's like, you know, lots of things that go into that that I don't understand. But I, what I do understand is local business and small business. And like I feel like if we can create that supply and demand on a local scale, like it's kind of like an ink blot um, mentality where it's like you kind of throw this here, throw this here, throw this here. And then pretty soon, like the whole thing's covered in ink. Yeah. Yeah, I not an economist. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am not an economist and I am a publicist. So please tell me I'm wrong. I'm I'm very willing to hear that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like any type of insight, right? Like that's um and that that's from a PR perspective though. That's, that's yeah. you know, you know, definitely from from what we've seen. Um I think that, you know, another again, I want to um sort of tie back into community and I think that's because that is really something that I've personally always been about is like nurturing my community and my you know my people so during a time like this I think that's even more but I think also when it comes to a business uh, planning their strategic communications in regards to something like this in in regards to a crisis um, it's tapping into that strategic intelligence within your company, right? Like knowing what's going on in and out of the company, um, you know, really making sure you have those people that really have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So, you know, if you don't already have those types of people within your company, like 
to empower somebody to, you know, rise to that level or like create some sort of um, space for, for that to happen. But, you know, I think internal cohesion um, and working at a team is something that's going to get you through something like totally. this. Totally. Also hire a freelancer because there's a lot of freelancers right now who are looking for work. <laughs> they need that money. Yeah, they for sure. That money. But also, I think what we can do as publicists and what clients can do and brands and businesses can do is really just, you know, as a, a resource, have a good story to tell. Um, you know, like at the end of the day, again, um, we don't want this to fall on deaf ears. We don't want it to be tone deaf. There's a lot of deaf action going on. Um, I apologize if that's insensitive, but uh, just really being a good resource and having a good story to tell, I think is, is. Yeah. And like knowing like if it's not your time to tell your story, you know, I think that is, you know, almost more important than like having a good story to tell, like being self-aware enough to know that it's not about a PR stunt right now. And it's not about sales. Um, I mean, I think that the thing is, is like the sales will come. Um, Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's, when it's time, you know, and if you can be gentle and vulnerable during this time, then it, it will happen for you. But I think that, you know, trying to look at this as a capitalistic opportunity is, is not great or trying to act like this is not happening and just pushing out your product announcements is like not ideal, not ideal. And people will remember it will do more long-term harm to your reputation than it will short-term sales. Definitely. You know, I think that there's a, you know, kind of a a spin to anything. And um, in a matter of speaking, um, I I was actually, for lack of a better term, or where it was going to say Spindrift, which is a a brand that I like and that I follow. Um, They had a brand launch of a new flavor, their pineapple flavor. Can't wait to try um, but they had such a connection with their community, they, community, excuse me, and they knew people were so excited about it that they moved forward with that launch, um, but gave out free cases of Spindrift. You know what I mean? To offset, it's like, we want you to have this so bad and we, you know, no times are tough. So trying to be, bring a little bit of cheer and trying to sort of like deliver on what they were promising their their audience and their, you know, uh, I think I thought that was really great, um, you know, and if it even if it's just a little something like that, um, you know, a little bit of uh, sunshine sort of in these somewhat uh, dark times. Yeah, I think people will like recognize all of those small efforts. Um, and I feel like it's not that's not jumping on the bandwagon. That's not putting yourself where you don't belong. That is definitely like knowing your lane, feeling your lane, knowing your community, knowing the value of your product, knowing that you're bringing small happiness to people. Like that's all we Mm -hmm. really want right now is like silver linings. You know, you got a silver lining. Let's hear about it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the normal rules don't apply. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, large PR shops have a really hard time. Um, I think large PR shops are already having a really hard time in in the world of 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been definitely a part of a lot of those conversations about like what, 
you know, new PR looks like. And I think that, you know, we are having to change and shape so, shift so quickly as to like what our services are and what's, what stories are being told and, you know, what to get out there. Um, that I, I, I just cannot see like, you know, a more traditional PR agency, um, really being able to keep up right now, if I'm being super honest. Um, not nearly as nimble, right? Like, um, from my understanding, again, I, you know, I've never like worked at a larger PR agency. This is, this is all the PR I know. Um, but to my understanding, it's sort of a lot of bureaucratic red tape where you're having to get approval from several different people. And I think that in this type of space, you just kind of have to move quickly and make decisions, make smart decisions, strategic moves, but strategic moves happen fast. Um, yeah, yeah, because the news cycle is moving fast, even though it's all COVID-19. It's like the from day to day, what's good today might not be good tomorrow, like you said, the 11 a.m., 11 p.m. thing. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think more than anything, the, the problem with large agencies is, um, you know, there's it, a lot of times things are kind of led by the client in a way, like a client's like, I want to get this coverage. Mm-hmm. Did you follow up with this person? Follow up with them again. And it's like, people get kind of like weird abused dog syndrome when they're like working in those agencies. And they're like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. I'll follow up for the 12th time to this one reporter who's never going to write because their, their instincts are so like pressed down. And so I think like, you know, in that environment, like I just don't see like a lot of success happening in a time where it takes, you know, you got to kind of basically be an empath right now and like be a real human being and be talking like a human and connecting with other humans. And so I, I'm like curious to see, you know, I'm just like, I'm always curious how other people are doing it and what, what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, but I'm, I don't see like, you know, a lot of potential success there, but that's just me. (laughs) That's, that's just my, my opinion. I mean, you know, I can see that again, not this only being the only experience that I have in that space. Um, but the idea of collaboration doesn't come to me when I think of that. And I think that, you know, right now, um, in this time, like that should definitely be a driver. Um, but in this time right now, it most certainly is the time for collaboration. And I'll say it again, community. And that is, you know, the community you create at work with your client, with your, um, coworkers, with your team, um, all those touch points, um, are, you know, again, super important, but I think are going to be the difference between those who get weird and those who just got too weird. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like get weird, um, or die. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, that, the, you know, the sort of, uh, what's a word for it? Um, I hate to use the word rebellious when I'm talking about anything just because it always sounds like a brand plug. But like, you know, the sort of like a rebellious person in me is like a little bit, um, I hate to say the word excited, but I'm a little bit excited and curious to see like 
what happens in the next year to like the bigger marketing space, because I think that we're going to see like kind of a shedding of the old guard. And I don't mean that in an ageist way at all. Um, But I think, you know, just people who are kind of sitting on big retainers and not producing great work. Um, And I think what we're going to see is the people who were, you know, had the foresight to um, think about, you know, community engagement and streaming and bringing the content to the people um, and changing the way content is delivered. And I think we're going to see a lot of exciting innovation and things that we're going to see in six months are things that we can't even think about right now. Um, because like we didn't have a need for them before. So we need a lot of new things all of a sudden. And like, there are entrepreneurs out there who are already working on creating it. So that that's exciting. That no, it definitely is. Right. I mean, to go from a world where everything is about experiential marketing and sort of putting the brand uh, experience literally into the hands of consumers uh, to now have that uh, potentially, yeah, I mean, it's completely changed. Um, whether those things will pick back up, up again, I, I hope so, but again, forever changed and sort of stained. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think as a society, we will never not wash our hands uh, yeah. as much as we do now, or like at one. least as long. Um like that, I think, is like, you know, the one thing where I'm like, guys, we should have been doing this all yeah. along. But please continue forever. Thank you. <laughs> but please just wash your motherfucking hands. Wash your goddamn hands. <laughs> that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. Um, well, I think that's great. I, I, I really, again, hope that this is helpful for, you know, our community and really interested to know what you guys have to say out there. We would love some feedback from you. Um, you know, tell us what is going on in your space. How can we help? How we we don't want to. We know there's a lot of information out there, um, but you know, we definitely have an expertise in certain spaces. So, how can we help? Let us know. Any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah. So just like as far as like some resources right now that I think is important to keep an eye on. One, Facebook said that it is giving away um, grants to small businesses. And so if you Google just that phrase in itself, it'll take you to a, uh, a web page and you can sign up for more updates. Um, but apparently they're going to be giving like hundreds of thousands of dollars away um, to small businesses. So I think that's like one thing, you know, keep an eye on. Also, uh, the national government is saying that it is giving, um, it is going to be giving away small loans. Um, we'll, I kind of will see it when I believe it, but there's a website again that you can sign up for more updates. You can also start to fill out an application. It's pretty painless as far as loan applications. But the biggest thing I think for all small businesses is whether you want to take on debt or not, you need to get some fucking funding in place and get it in place yesterday. Um, and then, you know, try to take advantage of any kind of resource that is offering money, sign up for it. That is for you. It's not just for the the guy next door. Like, you know, please, if you want to see your business um, around next this time next year, like take advantage of any and all resources and funding and money and grants that people are offering. Um, I like I cannot say it enough. And then also as like a, an added service that we're offering, um, I am essentially giving an hour of free communications consulting to basically like anybody that wants it. Um, that's not a crazy person that has like something applicable that I can actually help them with. So if you are interested in taking me up on that, feel free to drop me a line at hello at rebelliouspr.com. And I would be happy to talk with you on the phone. 
So my time machine that I'm building, can we discuss that? Or can you give me some communications? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. So can I go to like a pre-COVID-19 time? <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's great. I think that... Um, you know, if that's one small way that we can help, then, you know, then so be it. But um, please give us some feedback. We'll be putting this episode out there. Uh, follow us. And we want to know what you think at Rebellious PR or at Rebellious.PR on Instagram. Um, but we're everywhere on the social meds. So check us out. Um, of course, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, Pitch Please. And you can download that anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, Apple uh, Music, Spotify, all the things, wherever the kids are listening to the pods these days. That's where you can find us. Uh, my name is Megan Jones. Thank you, Evie Smith, our wonderful founder and CEO. Uh, and thanks for you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. And we're out. I definitely belched during the recording at some point. <laughs>